0: Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News 92.3 FM. Welcome to the Brandon Tatum Show. I'm glad to hear y'all back again once. Uh, I say back again once. I mean back again let me leave that word out but what's going on y'all it's, it's been a long week a lot of stuff have been going on if you is your first time tuning in my show is every saturday at 6 p.m you can check it out man it's real talk for a complete hour that's all we do is tell the truth but um what i wanted to do is there's a few things i want to touch on today especially as it relates to the president of the united states all this impeachment talk is just outrageous also on the show, I want to honor police officers. You know I'm a former police officer, so I got to show police officers love. So in our second segment, we're going to honor two police officers from Chandler, Arizona. It's a really, really good story. Um, make sure you stay tuned. But check this out. There's a lot of stories that go around, go around the news. Most of the time it's serious and, and it, or it's dramatic and all of these things. So what I want to do differently on my show is, is I want to kind of bring light to some funny stories. Is, is that okay? Can we talk? Can we have some funny stories that we highlight that make you laugh a little bit while you're riding in the car, or if you're watching live, make you make you laugh a little bit? But that's what my intent is. I'm having a new segment that, that I'm just now creating. Obviously, y'all bear with me. I'm I'm working through a few things on the show. It's my new show, and uh, we got to change it up every now and again. But I want to start a thing called a clown countdown, right? And so we're gonna start the clown countdown. My producer in the back, somehow, some some way, his name is Brandon. <laughs> we call each other Brandon Squared. So, Brandon, I want you to, to start us off uh, with the Clown Countdown. All right, I think we're ready. <laughs> Hit me with the first story. I think we having some technical difficulties. We can't oh, hear. Okay, them. yeah. Right, here we go. We can hear him now. Sorry, ignore the music. A woman finds out kitten she rescues is actually a bobcat. Brandon, what's uh, what's going on? Bobcat. Now, this is this is a crazy thing about this story that I heard a little bit when I was riding over here. How do you mess around and rescue a bobcat? How how much how, how much awareness do you have? That you go, and I guess you're trying to be a good person, a good Samaritan, and you go rescue one of the most dangerous animals in Arizona. <laughs> I mean, they've mauled plenty of people. I don't know what's more entertaining or more unique is the fact that she successfully rescued a bobcat or the fact that she even didn't know or, or didn't have the, the conscious awareness to differentiate between a regular, I guess, stray cat or a house cat versus a dangerous animal. I'm Thank God that she didn't get mauled by this cat. It seems that she turned it in and, or, or she took the cat to the shelter and she actually wanted to make the cat her pet and, and I would say adopt the cat. But um, clearly they told her, no, you cannot do that. I hope that she wasn't shocked that you cannot rescue. Anybody out there, you cannot rescue an animal like that and think you're going to take it home and make it, make it a pet. If you see a mountain lion out there, please don't try to rescue a mountain lion because it probably won't work out well for you. Hit me with the next story. Uh, Second story, uh, first story, by the way, was also from Huffington Post, as is this one. Woman sparks apartment fire by burning love letters. (laughs) How in the world? I mean, if you if you talk about ruining love, I don't know if it's burning them or almost burning your apartment complex down. Whichever one of those are are the reality that she was facing um, is pretty bad. You know, I, I've I've had my share of of love stories, right? I've had my share of people that I cared about or whatever write little letters, trying to be cute. We we've all been there, but I'm just I'm wondering why would you burn love letters though? Are, are there are you mad at the person? Is it somehow they went it went astray? The relationship went bad? I mean, I, I've had love letters written to me, and if I don't like you and then we broke up, I just I just throw them away. I don't need to burn them. I don't need to put my whole apartment complex in jeopardy because I don't know. I'm mad at one or two people. That seems really bizarre. And and, and I would encourage anybody out here. You get mad at somebody. Don't, don't, don't set stuff on fire, right? You are not a professional at dealing with fires. Thank God from a little bit of the story that I know is that she didn't burn down the entire complex, but what if she did, how would you feel that you are going to get back at your ex by burning that letter that he wrote you or she wrote you, and you end up burning down your entire apartment complex and probably being charged with a crime, at least having some negligent behaviors that you're doing, causing potentially the death of other people because of one act from one person. So that, that, that definitely made the list uh, this week for one of the clownish stories. The Clown Countdown continues. Give me the next story, Brandon. All right, number three is I had the wrong link. I apologize. Uh, Fremont police, te- uh, Fremont police Tesla near dead battery forces officer off pursuit. See, that's what you get. That's what. I, I, let me let me say it. That's what you get from trying to be a SJW. In my opinion, what 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 reason would a police officer need with a hundred thousand dollar car in police work? Why why do you need a Tesla? Why do you need the... Outfit a police officer in a Tesla. The Tesla, clearly, I I think it has power, but the durability of a Tesla is not the same as the reliable Crown Vic or the Tahoe, where you can make sure that there's enough gas in it and that it's not going to run out of battery. Now, I'm going to be honest. I mean, do people run out of gas in pursuits? Yeah, if if you run it for several hours, but I don't think there's a necessity to have a Tesla as a patrol car. It really makes no sense other than the fact of, in my opinion, someone simply trying to be an SJW. I guess they want to say that's going to save the community by having these, I guess, one or two Teslas. Personally, I would be very upset as a taxpayer that officers are riding around in $100,000 cars. And and that's not even outfitting the car with all the lights and sirens and suspension and all the other stuff that goes on patrol cars. I would be pretty upset and another thing I think people need to know is that those patrol cars—they are run very hard. Have you ever heard of the term "hard miles"? When you go rent a car, whenever well in to rent a car, but when you go to purchase a car and it's used, you you want to know what am I? What's what's the miles looking like? Like is these are these hard miles, or is this someone who was just driving and commuting to work? Police cars are hard miles. I mean, pedal to the metal, almost every single almost every single day. Running over bumps, running over curbs. In the in the summer heat of the Arizona, just running those cars to death. So I, I think it's a bad idea for them to have that car. We just did three stories, man. I'll let you guys know. Eventually, I have my email set up where you can send the stories. Hit me with the music. We're done with our segment here. Brandon Tatum, K T A R News, ninety two three FM. Welcome back. That's probably one of my favorite songs. I know, I know that that song rings a bell. Ring a bell for people who are, when you were young and that came on the TV. You know, back when TV used to turn off at like eleven. What happened to those days? We used to watch cops until the TV turned off. But here's a story out of, at a Chandler, Arizona. Some officers just kicking butt. And when I say kicking butt, they're saving lives. They're doing what um, I think most officers do on a day-to-day basis. However, they don't get the love that they deserve in some cases. But um, these two officers, I mean, they, they blew my mind with um, their rescue efforts. So we have two officers out of Chandler, a young guy overdosing on heroin, or they say fentanyl. It was like a fentanyl overdose, probably heroin laced with fentanyl. Seventeen year old man, literally, he, they found him literally dead. Right? I mean, he was he was his face was purple, lips were purple, not breathing. Um, one of the officers was doing chest compressions, and the other went back to the car, exercised his training, and gave him the Narcan, and he came back to life. And I, I, let, me, let me get you the officers' names. Officer Justin and Kevin, I'll say Justin um, Laros and Kevin Harsh. I ho- hope I'm saying their names correctly. But those two officers are really heroes, man, because this kid, 17-year-old, a minor, would have been gone. His life would have been over. You're talking no more chances. you know. And I know some people get on drugs and, and, and they don't think it'll happen to them, right? You know, my stepfather died from a heroin overdose and people don't think it'll happen to you until you get to the point and you use these drugs and people tell you to stop and you can't stop for some reason. I and mean, for some people, they can't stop for some. They just choose not to. And then there there you go. You're gone. 17 um, year old young man with this with this outrageous epidemic of fentanyl was literally dead, you know, probably not medically dead. But if they wouldn't have helped him, he would have definitely not lived. And this Narcan thing is pretty interesting because before only the firefighters would carry Narcan, and and this is a testament to how bad fentanyl and, and heroin has gotten in the state of Arizona that now police officers are outfitted um, with the Narcan, and it's 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 a it's a chemical that they squirt into your nose, and it it literally brings you back from the dead. Seriously, I don't know what took Phoenix so long. I don't know Tucson. We've been, we've been had. Uh, The Narcan, even when I was a police officer, I guess two and a half years ago, and countless people's lives have been saved because of that. But what I will say is that I'm glad that the Phoenix Police Department is doing this. A lot of people that know my opinion know how I feel about Jerry, the chief. But I think it's really good that they're training their officers to be able to utilize life saving measures. Right. This is important. This is what we should be talking about. And I, I, I think I said out of Chandler. I met the officers out of the Phoenix Police Department. It was another; it's some more officers that were in the countdown of of making it this week, and they were from Chandler Police Department. But the Phoenix Police Department—that's why I brought up the Chief um, Jerry. But yeah, they they did they did a tremendous job, you know, and, and I'm proud of them, and I, and I think that um, the community should be proud of them, and I think that this is what we should be doing press conferences about more often than worrying about whether or not. The officers are justified in shooting people when we do know, based on numbers and based on a factual circumstances, that the officers in Phoenix have been in a lot of officer-involved shootings, but they have been legitimate. They have been people they've been they've been um, going against people who are pulling guns on them, and which draws me to my next point. You know, I, I think there's been a rash of illegitimate coverage of the Phoenix police department and police officers. I think not too long ago, they had this, this segment that they did of some retired police officers and other police officers, I guess saying some negative stuff on so on social media. And they wanted to make such a big deal out of it as it relates to some of the officers in the Valley. But how, how is it that you have just say one or two officers that do something inappropriate or do something inappropriately, but then you have two officers that save lives and it's almost as if the officers that do something bad, I'm, I'm talking about not physically doing anything bad. I'm talking about writing a tweet that some people may not like on social media and they get coverage nationwide all over. Every TV It's officers on 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 the Facebook officers on social media saying stuff that they think is is racist. Or, I mean, I, I think I read one of the, the statements from from one of the officers that was on a social media and it was like, I'm glad this person went to jail. He deserved it. And they're like, oh, this is bias. This is implicit bias because the person happened to be black. And and, and this stuff needs to stop. So this is why I want to highlight officers um, every week. Some officers that I think have done a, a really, really good job, a relevant story, officers in the valley, because I would encourage everybody who listens to my show is for you to understand the power and the respect that police officers should get. And that when you have a chance to acknowledge the good work that they do, that we do that we say thank you for your service. You know, I, I'm not saying go all out of your way to to be kissing up to an officer, but what I can say is that when you think about the sacrifice that they're making, putting their lives on the line, I think it's invaluable for us to show them some respect. And for those who may not have a good perception of police, maybe you've had a bad interaction. Um, I think it's invaluable for you to go and do a ride-along. Perfect opportunity. Go and see from behind the badge, per se, what police officers go through, have an opportunity to meet a police officer. That's not, uh, that haven't been a jerk to you. And the reason I say these things, because look at what happened to me when I was in Tucson in 2010, I had an officer who was a complete jerk before I ever thought about being a police officer. He was a jerk. I mean, he, he had me get out of the car. He arrested me for, um, expired registration in the foreign state. And for those who don't know what that is, it's simply if you if you're, have out-of-state plates, out-of-state registration, just say you came from California and your registration expired and you happen to be here in Arizona, it is a misdemeanor offense. But we don't charge people with that. It has to be something that's completely ridiculous for you to actually arrest somebody and waste taxpayer dollars taking somebody to jail for expired registration when that's an easy fix. But he decided to take it upon himself and take me out of the car, arrest me for that, or whatever the case may be, man, and I hated that guy. I'm not going to even lie. I was so mad at him. But I gave another officer an opportunity. Right. I met another officer, Sean Payne, who really is the responsible party in making me become an officer. I say making me become an officer, but encouraging me to become an officer and, and, and opening up my eyes to seeing that, dude, that's a one off. You know, that guy having a bad day is a one off. And I'll say this because I know a lot of people think. You know, especially minor in the minority community, there's a sentiment going around saying, well, if the officer was bad to you, it's because you were black. And what I've learned is that, you know, don't jump to that conclusion. It's, It's not really fair to jump to that conclusion. How do you know the man was just having a bad day? How do you know the man isn't a jerk to everybody? What I have learned and some police officers may not like me saying this, but normally the person who's a jerk to a minority person, they're jerks to everybody. Ask me, how do I know? Because I work with a few of them and they were jerks. I mean, they were jerks to us, to other to fellow police officers. So, you know, I could only imagine what the citizen street was going through, you know, dealing with people who, I don't know, for whatever reason, they just don't have any people skills. Right. And it's kind of hard to hire only based on a person having excellent people skills. Right. Because how many people in the world that have, that would have great people skills. Not many people in the world. And then you narrow it down to how many people in the world who want to be police officers that's willing to put their lives on the line every day. Then the number dwindles even further. And then you say a person can go on to the police department and have great character and be and the morale be high. And then they work there so long. And then their chief is throwing them under the bus and, and causing all these regulations and putting unduly burdens on police on the police department making you sign all these contracts watching these videos of how you somehow are racist and how how you are implicitly biased and racial discrimination and when when that's not your character and then you can see how officers can go, can go bad you know they can get burnt out and now a good officer is now you know having problems with you know dealing with the public maybe not as happy and friendly as you would expect them to be Given the fact that officers do see a lot of negative stuff, too, that could be a contributing factor. But the moral of the story is that those two officers did a wonderful job from Phoenix Police Department. And I really would like for people to give police officers another chance, another opportunity. If you've had a bad experience, if you haven't, share your positive experience. If you can go on a ride along, do those things. I think that'll build the relationship more so than more regulations on police. Build relationships by a one to one character. And um, I think that'll do us more justice. Next up, we're gonna get into a few controversial things. This lady went into CBS and started saying the N-word, I don't know how many times. And then she says she'll kill ends if the law permitted. We gotta talk about that up in the next segment. Make sure you stay tuned. You're on the you're listening to the Brandon Tatum show on KTR. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 923 FM. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show. Thank y'all for coming back. Look, make sure you follow me on social media. I'm on everything, right? YouTube is my favorite. I'm on everything. The Officer Tatum. You can catch me everywhere. Make sure you go follow me. If you're not, you're making a huge mistake. So one of the big stories that I had that I I had on my YouTube channel is this lady from Eagle Rock in California. She's at the CVS. She's definitely a Looney Tune. And she's in there screaming the N-word. And of course, I know that you know, the little clip that they show isn't the whole story, right? It's not the whole It's never the whole story. It's only what the person who's recording wants you to know about it. But it, it really doesn't matter in this case because this lady is crazy. And I'm going to let you hear the clip of it. Obviously, we, we, uh, we redacted the N word because that can't play on air. But I want you to put your imagination earphones on and imagine what it sounds like for her saying the N word with the E-R on the end. Not the A on the end. Not that the A makes it better, but the E.R. In 2019, the E.R. is being said multiple times. Listen to this lady. A woman is captured on cell phone video, jumping hey. up and down, repeatedly screaming the N-word into the store. People can be heard saying she must be on drugs or something and telling her they're calling the cops. She proceeds to exit the store and walk to her car while continually screaming disturbing obscenities. Being I would kill, a n- but the law says I can't kill the. N- now, what same person <laughs> goes into a store <laughs> and say she gonna kill the ends? If it wasn't against the law, she gonna kill the ends. Come on, lady, come on, you can't be that crazy. Well, she is. But I did a little research. I did my due diligence. I looked into the story, and she is just as crazy. In the CVS as she is on our street. There was a guy that's her neighbor had to put surveillance cameras up and he got a restraining order against the lady. She yells obscenities to him across the street in his yard, vandalizing property. I mean, this lady's having a really hard time. Now, the biggest issue in all of this is two things that, that stand out in my mind. The use of the N word and the outrage associated with it, and whether or not she's a racist or is she crazy. Now, personally and I always go back to my my, my law enforcement experience, she don't necessarily seem like a racist, right? To me, she seems like a crazy woman whose intent is to antagonize whomever she can, right? An argument ensues, she sees an opportunity to talk trash and be crazy like she is all of the other times, and she used this as an opportunity to do this. I have seen real racist people in my life, right? They don't act like this. They don't act like this specifically. Right. This seems like a crazy lady, but I am uh, aware that there's two sides to a coin. She can be racist and crazy. Right. Just my personal opinion is that I think she's more crazy and probably not so much as being a racist. She's probably crazy to everybody. Now, the outrage that has been going around is that people, mostly minority people, are just I mean, their wigs are flipping off because they're so Intent on saying that this is Donald Trump's doing. This is a racist white man in America. I mean, come on, man. Come on. 2019, if this is racism to you, if you offended because some lunatic is saying an N word, but every time you play a rap song, they in this, in that, in this. I'm about to run up on these N, N, in, N, in, ends. And you cool with that, though? On my YouTube video, y'all gotta watch it. I played a clip of a rap song where they're saying, We're going to run up on you, gun you down, and we'll double back. Another one saying we're going to knock the meat out your taco or something like that, which is alluding to killing you, knocking your brain out, and saying the N-word while they're saying this. And my stance on it is that all of it is wrong. Nobody should use the N-word. It should not be used anymore. Martin Luther King would be rolling around in his grave if he saw the amount of the, the use of the word by minorities and the contradiction between getting mad only when white people say it. Come on. Remember Kendrick Lamar. If y'all haven't seen it, go Google it. Kendrick Lamar had a, had a white girl come up on his stage at the concert. For some reason he played the song that had more N words than I can, than one can imagine. And he had the white girl come on. It was a setup in my opinion. Come on, man. You you could at least pick the song where you didn't say the N word and you want her to come up and perform the song. Like she got a built in bleep button. So she gets on the stage, and of course, her favorite rapper, she's so excited. She's getting up there and she's rapping, 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 and the N word came and she said it hard three or four times. She said it like she said it better than he said it. And course, he stopped the concert, you know, want to throw the girl off the stage. He did, he did do a little survey and, they, and he let her continue to rap without saying the N word. But come on, man, like, how is that reasonable? How is that reasonable with that just because you're white and you have the same you pay the same amount of money for the concert as the black person? You pay the same amount of money as the black person for, you know, the the record that you get. You you like the rapper just as much and you probably vibe to his lyrics or her lyrics just as much. But because you white, you better not say that word. That's just that's just a built-in crazy contradiction. Now, here's another scenario that people normally bring up when I bring it up. They go, Well, the ER and the A, there's two different things. Uh, well, if somebody's doing a drive-by, I don't think they add the ER on the end when they start shooting. You show me a drive-by where a brother's in the car and they ride riding by and they say the N-A, I mean they say the A all the time, and then they go, Let's at the ER when we do this drive by like they've done in Chicago. I don't know how many times it doesn't happen. They use the A when they when they utilize hate against other brothers as well. And even people that are probably not black. But here's the truth. Right. People don't want to tell the truth. This brother's going to tell you the truth. You're going to learn something from me. Don't listen to nobody tell you we took that word. We reclaimed it. And now it's ours. We put the A on the end and we reclaimed it. No, you didn't. It's just the way you talk. You were trying to say the N word with the ER, but you don't use that vernacular. Right, you add an A on stuff, just like when you say brother. I've ne- grown up. I've never used the word brother. I use the word brother. I put an A on it. Hey, that's just my. That's the African American vernacular. Not all black people, but i You get what I'm saying? Somewhat of a Southern vernacular as well. You put the A on it. I've never said. Uh, 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 I don't know. Riding. I say riding. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah, English class told me to put the I N G on the end, but I just put the I N on it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I don't know why people want to lie and act like they recreated the English language and took the power back. If you actually took the power back, let me say two things. If you actually took the power back, you wouldn't be so mad when people say it. Right. If you mad, then it mean, you don't have the power. An- another thing is, is that you're saying you took the power. You say you took the power back. But at the same but at the same time. Let me. I'm. I, I lost my point trying to say that. Let me move on to something. <laughs> the N word is getting to my spirit. So let's let's say this. Let's say this. Let's let's put this in, in context. Right. It may come back to me. Have you ever Have you ever lost your train of thought? I think my girlfriend's so beautiful sitting right here. I just lost my train of thought looking at her. No, but I probably need to talk about something. I completely forgot my thought. I had. It was good. It was. It was probably the most insightful thing you were here. But I forgot it. But let's move on. Let's move on to outrage by numbers. Right. Think about this for a minute. We talk all about the white supremacy and they have a hearing, a congressional hearing on why uh, white supremacy has just ruined the black community and all of the above. Right. And I do agree that white supremacy is bad when it exists. Right. It's bad. There are white people out here. There's black people out here that hate white people. and There's white people that hate black people. It will happen until the end of time. It it will. People were hating each other back when Jesus was alive. So it's going to always continue to happen. But you have to base your understanding, your argument and your frustration on facts. Right. We had a full on congressional hearing about how white supremacy is a ter- designated as a, a terrorist threat in America. And that white supremacy is destroying the black community, specifically Candace Owens. And I played the clip last week. Candace Owens was was in a congressional hearing talking about this. But let me give you some facts that's going to blow your socks off. Right. Don't get mad at me. The facts. Facts don't care about your feelings. If you want to be honest about who's the biggest threat per capita per number. Let me give you some stats. Black people in America. Unfortunately, this is a stat that I hate and I hate talking about it, but it's reality. And we can't fix anything unless we talk about it. The black people that get killed in America, 94 percent of them are killed by other black people. Six percent of the black people that are killed in America are killed by white people. So if you look at who's the biggest threat to other black people, it's obviously to black people. It's obviously the black criminal element in the black community. Now people say, well, there's white on white crime. Yes, there is. People normally commit crimes interracially, interracially. So white on white crime, if you if you want to use that is 84 percent It's still significantly lower than black on black crime. And when you look at this, this, for example, the biggest threat would, would be presented as other black people. And then you say, who's the biggest threat? Um, or who has the biggest threat of being murdered by the other race? Do white people have a bigger threat being murdered by blacks or blacks being murdered by whites? You look at the numbers blacks murder white people twice as much as white people who murder black people. I mean, the numbers are staggering. I made a YouTube video about it. You can look it on it, I got the links or whatever. But the numbers are staggering. I hate to report this, and, and it's sad and it's crazy to say this, but 13% of the population is committing a heck of a lot of the crimes. So then it it poses the question, why then are we having congressional hearings about white supremacy when black people commit half of the crimes in the country and kill each other um, 94 percent of the time and they kill white people twice as much as white people kill blacks? Hmm. Interesting question. Next segment. We're going to talk about the impeachment. President Trump is getting, you know, he getting crap from every side. But I'm telling you, he's going to win landslide in 2020. In the next segment, I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you why this Russia stuff and this uh, Ukrainian stuff is all a hoax. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. Catch me out of the break. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're going to get straight into this whole Ukraine collusion, delusion, democratic scheme to undo the 2016, which they ain't going to be able to do. I don't care how, I don't care. I don't care what, I don't care how many gods they pray to. Listen, listen, listen. If you're listening and you you don't like Donald Trump, um, because if you're listening, you like him, okay, you'll like everything I say. But if you, if you listen and you don't like him, Here's a few things that you might want to know, right? People are saying that the phone call between him and the Russian, I mean, not the Russian, but the Ukraine president was somehow illegal, wrong. Let me give you the facts here. They said before Donald Trump released the the, the footage or not the footage, but the memo, or you could say the transcript, they swear that it was a quid pro quo that, he was threatening another government, pretty much coercing them, pressuring them. There was money involved. There was all this stuff that's going to get him impeached. They did an impeachment inquiry because of all the stuff that they claimed they found on this phone call. He released a phone call. Nothing there. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand it's not illegal for the president of the United States, the chief officer of the executive branch, for him to assist or, or have another government assist in a investigation how is that crazy barack obama did it the democrats have been doing it this whole time they wrote a letter in 2018 not too long ago soliciting you ukraine to help investigate donald trump they did the same thing they're saying he's doing it's not illegal think about this for a minute i don't care if it was trump or not if a united states president overheard what could be considered treason by Joe Biden. Joe Biden literally on camera said that he coerced another government to fire an attorney who was attempting to investigate and prosecute his son in a company that had bad dealings. He told them I'm going to withhold 1 billion taxpayer dollars from you unless you fire this person. And he said he gave him six hours. They fired the person. They got the money. That is treasonous. That is exactly what they said Trump did. He didn't do that. Joe Biden did. And if a and if a president sees that, has information, it is his due diligence to the American people to address it and, and make sure that they get to the bottom of it. Period. If Donald Trump did it, I want the, I want our United States government to get to the bottom of it. I don't care what president it is. When you're sitting there leveraging your position as the vice president, which Joe Biden did. In order to benefit your family's personal dealings, y'all got to understand, this is a big deal. I don't mind the president saying, I don't mind if Obama did it. Obama should have did it, but of course, he'll be implicating his vice president. Donald Trump was right by doing that. Russia collusion. Remember all this talk about Russia collusion? Remember people coming on television saying, uh, we have, Adam Schiff, we have evidence that Donald Trump has done this. I, I remember saying, if Donald Trump did this, impeach him. If Donald Trump literally coordinated with the Russians to thwart our election, then he need to be impeached. Two years of investigating this. What did they come back with? Oh, no American citizen coordinated with the Russians to impede or interfere in our election. Trump didn't do it. No American citizen, not any person in his family. Did we hear apologies? No, we didn't. Did they change their tune? No, they didn't. They still talking impeachment even though the man didn't do it. Now they deflect from what he actually did and say, let's look at what Mueller report. Muller's going to come and testify. Mueller sound like, you know, he, he, he should be in a mental hospital. And I'm not, I'm not making fun of anybody mentally ill, but I'm, what I'm saying is that if you cannot get words out of your mouth, if you cannot coordinate speech, you, 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 it appears that you have some type of a ailment that's, that's hurting you and you're elderly, you should probably be somewhere um, getting some help. But he gets on and he disappoints. There's no there there. Nanny go to the next thing. Now it's the Ukraine. There's no there there. Now we want to talk about the the whistleblower. Here's another fact. I want you to understand that the whistleblower. I mean, they've determined. I heard them talk about this on TV earlier that they determined that this guy was anti-Trump to start with. So barring all of that, let's look at the facts. This guy heard secondhand information. I mean, he he he's just, he's the he's divulging secondhand information. He heard something from another person, and he's, he's being a whistleblower related to those issues. Clearly, he wasn't as accurate because he said Joe Biden was mentioned eight times, which was false. How are you going to be a whistleblower of factual information and you're already false? He said that there was a quid pro quo in it. False. Bro, your whistleblowing ain't doing a good job. Either you're getting bad information or you're completely lying. And I don't know why they're holding him up. So take this into account. They have impeachment inquiries before they ever heard from the whistleblower. They haven't even talked to the man. There's no interview. Nobody knows what's going on. This is hearsay from hearsay. And then once I'm going to tell you this, this is where they messed themselves over and why Trump is going to win landslide on top of Kavanaugh and all this other stuff they've been doing is that you have them pursuing this. And then Trump releases the memo or the transcript from the conversation before anybody heard about the whistleblower. So now we have information that disproves almost everything that the whistleblower supposedly said. And now they want to forget about the phone call and they want to say, well, the mishandling of the whistleblower is where we want to go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, if they keep going in this road, they're going to lose big time. President Trump has literally, they have 54% approval rating across the country. He has 94% approval rating within the Republican Party. Black support for Trump is up from like 8% to like 30%. In, in NAACP did a poll over 20%. Fox News did a poll, over 20%. Rasmussen, which was the most accurate poll in the twenty sixteen election, have black support for Trump at 30 some percent. This weekend I'm going to the White House again to meet with the president, and it's gonna be 400 500 other young black leaders from all over the country that are going with me. If y'all keep pushing that the man is a racist, you're gonna lose. He's clearly not a racist. I never known a racist to make uh the person that they're racist against life's better unemployment historical low black people working more now than ever before i didn't been to the white house three times um i know all the other black people black people getting out of jail with the first step act come on come with a better solution then you can actually win if you don't come with a better solution you're gonna lose every time Thank you guys for listening to the show. I'm not going to say watching. I'm going to say listening because you guys are on the radio. I kind of get it confused sometimes because I have my live stream. But make sure you visit me um, on all of my social media, The Officer Tatum. Every Saturday, 6 p.m., tune in, get the real talk. Make sure you listen to the podcast, download it on your phone, whether it's an Android or Apple. I'll see you guys next week. You listen to The Brandon Tatum Show, KTAR 92.3. I'm out.